Howdy folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Utari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And when I'm talking about spiritual growth, I'm referring to growth in our relationship with God and in our relationships with one another. And so in doing this particular podcast episode, in my studio, you can hear in the background some thunder and some lightning. It's kind of kind of fitting. It's pretty cool, actually. And so if you hear some thunder and sound effects, we're not adding it into the particular podcast episode. They're coming free of charge. And so uh, with that in mind, recently I've been reviewing some things in my life personally, but also I've been reviewing some things that I've learned from the scriptures, from the Bible. And I think that's healthy to do for all of us, but especially if you're a leader, right? And just a note for those who are listening, you're in a place of leadership. It's very important to periodically, and I say periodically, periodically review stuff. Because sometimes it's beneficial in looking back, because you see some good stuff. But also, there's some things perhaps that you've missed, or some things you'd like to correct. I think it's a word to the wise to periodically have a healthy review. Especially when you invite the Holy Spirit to come along with you and shine the light, man. Because then there's no condemnation. There's no guilt. None of that stuff where you're looking at things and you say, you feel like you're trapped or it's hopeless or whatever. Nah, that's that's not the Spirit of God giving you a review or reviewing things with you. That is you and some old tapes from the past, or it is something that is outside of you that is looking to condemn you, and that's garbage. It's just not necessary. And so, on my review in scriptures, I'm the guy who, I believe this, it's not so much that we read scriptures. Yeah, we do. Of course, we look at it, we read, we study. But when it comes to the scriptures, it's important for you to kind of let them read you. (laughs) You're not just reading them. Let the scriptures read you. Let God speak to you from his written word. It actually, literally takes place. It's powerful. It's one of the most reliable ways, in fact, the most reliable way to hear from God is to see it written from God. And then to have him speak it to you by the Holy Spirit, powerful, man, powerful. 
become a person like that, regardless of whether or not you have leadership responsibilities right now, the privilege of being able to dive into the written word of God, man, privilege. And so in my review, I've been looking at things like sowing and reaping, you know, sowing a seed, harvest time, all that goes along with it. And I've been just blown away by the parables of Jesus in a fresh way. I mean, he's just been opening up things. Yeah, some mystical and some devotional, but some ultra practical aspects to my relationship with God and other people spiritually, but also just on the level of touching people relationally, emotionally, you know, physically, stuff that just stuff. The parables of Jesus are so full of life, and that's what parables for. It's for the digging. It's for those who want to dig deeper and get more. And a good parable allows you to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the truth. And then there's another area of the scriptures or the teaching of Jesus that actually it's both. It's both Old and New Testament. But the word of God, the written word of God speaks about in prayer, Jesus speaks about in prayer, giving, asking God to give us daily bread or give us our daily bread. It's part of when the disciples came up to Jesus, a group of them said, Lord, teach us to pray the way John taught his disciples how to pray. Because we see that when you pray, these things of the kingdom of God actually happen. Your words take place, but the works that follow your words really make an exclamation point on what's going on. And so he goes, they, they said, teach us how. And then he said, okay, well, address it this way. Address God as your father, our father, heavenly father. And it was intimate. It was like Papa, Abba, Daddy. Me, it's father. I like father. Father works for me. That's intimate for me. So father, hallowed or holy is your name. It's just, it is. Unlike any other. It Powerful, beautiful, majestic, meek, mild, approachable, strong, all, and holy. Holy is your name. Your kingdom, meaning the things of your rule and your reign, the culture, the way of your life, your kingdom as it is in heaven, your kingdom come, your will, your thoughts, your desires, your thoughts be done on earth as it is in heaven, the same way. And then it was not being led into temptation, delivered from, but there was this portion where he said, ask God to give you this day your daily bread, or give us this day our daily bread. And so, I just kind of parked on that one phrase, our daily bread. And I imagined Jesus at like four o'clock in the morning when everyone else was sleeping or maybe barely just getting up. Jesus has already been up and he's been praying. And he has been asking the Heavenly Father for things and receiving things from the Father in relation terms that are both personal, but also of a work-related nature. An army, a kingdom, all of the aspects of being Jesus 
he was approaching his heavenly father and coming to him and saying, Father, today, thank you that you have your provisions for us. And he included himself, us, our. And that thing, our, really impacted me because oftentimes it's been mine, my my daily bread. And not necessarily greedy, but it's been my, my instead of our. And there's something about our, that community, that common unity element of things, that's really powerful, and Jesus was emphasizing that. Our Father. Our daily bread. Daily bread. And he, I heard him, I could imagine hearing, talking to him, and I heard him in my mind's eye, heart, I heard him approaching the Father with confidence and with and with joy, with thankfulness that, that, that there was so much going on and that some things would not be able to take place as a result of us just doing them, but it would require him and also thanking him for everything because without him, there would be nothing, no one thing, nothing. So it was, give us this day our daily bread, many we need, we, Father, I'm addressing you for the supplies. Here's what we need for supplies today. Because these are the things that I see that are in front of us. Because these are the things that you've shown me that are in front of us and that I need to do and lead in. So give us this day our daily bread. And so daily bread is everything Jesus needed and used for himself and for others that day. Everything. Everything, including the miraculous healings, the deliverances, the loaves and the fishes, along with the forgiveness of sins. That was daily bread. (laughs) Yeah, the tangible, the practical stuff people need to eat But daily bread is way more than just eating a loaf of bread and having some fish. We don't live just by that. We actually live because everything that comes out from the mouth of God is life. The assurance of God's faithfulness is exactly why Jesus asked our Father to give the kingdom bread with a true sense of peace, joy, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus asked with a solid feeling of everything being in perfect, close, sympathetical relationship with God the Father. No matter the situation, Jesus knew that there was ample provision to meet the need. Ha! Dog! Hallelujah. Ample provision to meet the need. I'm going to say that one again. Ample provision, provision, ample provision to meet the need. Ample provision. For the vision. He's for the vision. He's provision to meet the need. All he needed to do is ask the only way he knew how. And that was to ask in trusting confidence in his father's goodness. 
God is good. He's not stingy. He's not unwilling to reach out and love on us. He loves it. We are the ones that need to welcome it, but also sometimes we need to ask because it's part of relationship. A healthy relationship, you can talk. You can ask. You listen. You can say yes. You can say no. You say, I don't know. Relationship. Now, this whole thing that's happening about this daily bread and all of this stuff, all of this stuff, sowing and reaping. What if, and this is the thing that happened to me recently, and it was rhetorical, but it was direct. What if everything Jesus said is actually true? What if? What if everything he said about you is actually true? You are in such good shape I hope you know it. And if you don't, man, you are in for a treat. Open up your ears. Let God show you what he thinks about you. Yeah, he'll show you what he thinks about sin. But what he thinks about you? What he thinks about me? How he sees us? How he wants relationship with us? The type of relationship he loves to have with us? Now, when I've heard this, I really didn't actually know exactly how to handle all this stuff except by asking God for help. Because I'm being invited to believe that Jesus, everything he said is real. That's my invitation. Everything he said and did and everything that he says about me is real. And I can either accept that or reject that. And I have chosen to accept that. And so, in accepting that, I have this understanding now that I need to be prepared for God to respond. <laughs> I mean, if I expect that Jesus is real, that God is real, then I need to expect that there's going to be a response to then this question coming to God, give us this day our daily bread, okay, God. Not as a challenge, but Lord, as I'm learning, as I'm growing, as I'm becoming acquainted with this whole thing, please teach me. Show me how. Give me examples from the lives of individuals who've done this before. Show me in the scriptures. God, open up my eyes that I can see these things. So be prepared for God to respond, David. Or if I'm speaking to you, be prepared for God to respond to you. Do not be impressed or intimidated by the crowds. Don't give in to fear or insecurity regarding the moods and the needs of crowds, of the masses. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the bread. He's the bread from heaven to earth. God supplied. He is willing to be broken and distributed. Powerful. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not on your limited abilities. 
the real bread, Jesus, is with you and within you, and he will never leave you. He will never run out. He will never forsake you. He remains with you forever by his promises. So remain receptive, at peace, and available. That's the biggest ability that anyone can ever have is availability. That's the truth. For those who are in places of leadership, for those who are in places of growing in your discipleship, for those who are coming in and brand new, be available. You don't have to be perfect in your ways of doing things. You have to be young before you're old. You have to be unskilled in many respects before you get skilled. If we try to hoard God's provisions, exploit them for notoriety, squander them on laziness, foolish lusts, or lavish lifestyles, they will eventually turn sour and rotten on us, much like the manna did to the children of Israel in the wilderness. Exodus chapter 16, verses 19 through 36, if you want to take a peek. The power available to us and potentially through us who are in true relationship with God and united with each other as a spiritual body of Christ, standing in the name of Jesus Christ on earth is staggering to say the least. The abundant supply of God, provision. A spiritual right only given to a select member of group, that's a privilege. Being given and receiving additional accountability for the care of someone or something else of higher value, that's responsibility. We have provision, privilege, and responsibility. If we don't know the exact type of provision we have for a job we are given, the privilege and responsibility to do, we are sorely lacking in our preparations in order to fulfill our assignment. If we have too much privilege without enough responsibility, we can tend to become spoiled like overly entitled children that whine when they don't get their way. If we have too much responsibility and not enough privilege, we can tend to become harsh, easily upset, legalistic, and envious of other people enjoying themselves. Last but not least, Aristotle once said, nature abhors a vacuum. For all practical purposes, that is correct, that's true. By and large, empty spaces will eventually be filled with something. <laughs> If you take something away of equal or greater value, should be quickly put back in its place, or else what we call it is a vacuum. It needs to be replaced with something. If we don't, something else will eventually occupy or take over its place because there's a vacuum that's created. And by and large, vacuums don't last long. They're filled with something. Something will fill something. Either the Spirit of God, either righteousness, joy, and peace, love, joy, happiness, long-suffering, goodness, righteousness, the fruits of the Spirit of God, the character and the life of Jesus, filling us with the kingdom of God, overflowing us with the life of God and giving to us an inheritance that's eternal. Being filled with that. Or 
being filled with illicit sex, gambling, lying, stealing, gossiping, slander, overeating, drunkenness, drug abuse, self-mutilation, orgies, verbal abuse, etc., etc., and even demonization. The choice is ours. Who do you choose? As for me and my house, we serve the Lord. That's not a threat. That's a truth. That is a truth. It's solid. It's sound. It's real because God has made himself solid, sound, and real. God reached out to me and drew me. My end has been to respond. My response has been, take all of me. I worship you. Clean up all of me and throw everything else out. I want to be like you. I thank you that you've given me freedom. Thank you that you've not made me a robot. Thank you that I can live and express myself uniquely. But Lord, I want to do it in you. The choice is ours. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you provide for us wisdom. The supreme acquisition. And by your spirit, I ask that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened, that they would be flooded with light. The wisdom and the revelation to know you better would be something that wells up from within us, to know you better. And then to be free to connect with and know one another in a healthy and clean fashion so that we can demonstrate the fluid expression of your life in your kingdom to the world around us, impacting hearts and minds and seeing lostness, broken, and people being found and drawn and taken and renewed and restored and revived. Lord, thank you that you are doing what you've promised and we declare it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So be it. All right, folks. I love you. Take care. Little bit of advice, recommendation, consideration, whatever. Take three minutes out of your day at a unique point in time and just stop and express something from the written word of God for three minutes, even if you have to take your Bible and open up and just read something out loud in a closet, in the bathroom, whatever, where outside. Three minutes. Declare it out loud. I love you, folks. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, all that good stuff, drop us a line at lifeforonthefire at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. Bye now.